All right, Govers fans, we have the official predictions for the bowl game. And you you know, you guessed it right. Your boy Tristan Spanford is back. Okay, you are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. All right, Gophers fans, you are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ken Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And we have our weekly co-host back for the wrap up, the final prediction of the 2023 season. So Merry Christmas to all that celebrate. Happy holidays to all of the rest. But we're back with the final show of 2023 season with our guy Tristan Spanford to handle some predictions for y'all and man Tristan it has been wild for the Gophers over this last month or so how have you been doing overall I've been doing good it has been a whirlwind it feels like the season was like two years ago it feels such (laughs) a long time so much has happened it's like trying to wrap my head around what next year's team is going to look like and then also being like well it's too early to even start doing that because who knows what's going to happen the rest of the offseason it's crazy the transfer portal is nuts just wild and it's it never stops it just feels like it keeps going you never know who's leaving when what timing is happening here and we still don't even have a defensive coordinator for next year so let's dive into some of these thoughts on how we are feeling now i it, first of all the bowl game we somehow had five wins and i guess good grades and academics do pay off in the short term as well as the long term because the gophers make it to a bowl game and it's full circle tristan because i don't know i know you know this but we're playing bowling green <laughs> you know you know bowling green it's full circle so what are you thinking with this upcoming matchup I honestly have no clue what to expect. I there's I've been trying to watch bowl games, you know, all throughout the week that you know that have been sprinkled in, and I just have no clue. I have no there's no way of predicting. I don't even know how Vegas sets a line on these games because you just have no clue who's going to play, who's on the team still, and who's actually going to take snaps. So I'm I'm still excited. I mean, more football is more football. So there's you're not, I'm not going to complain about it. So. Right, right. No, I feel that. I even thought to myself a little bit. I was like, maybe this is a launching point. I feel like Bowling Green has haunted us since 2021, being on the cusp of the West, on the cusp of 10 wins. But that disappointing loss has haunted fans in every safe game out there. We've always been like, you know, we're playing Northwestern, but it's Northwestern, so we should win. But in the back of your mind, you're always like, but Bowling Green, but Bowling Green. So maybe this is the time where the Gophers can exercise those demons and get a bowl win in a bowl that many possibly say we shouldn't be in because we only have five wins. Maybe you get this win and all of a sudden uh, the curse is lifted. The curse is gone and a guy can hope, right? I love it. I mean, that would be awesome to just kind of shake it off of our back and start next season with, you know, knowing like, okay, you know, it's going to be a different looking team, but we got Bowling Green out of the way. <laughs> right. Officially. No, we don't, yep, we don't have to look back. It was a fluke. Yeah. We can confirm it yeah, was a fluke. 
hopefully we're not terrorized by Bowling Green every time we see their name because actually they're back on the Gophers non-conference in the next couple of years. Not next season, but I believe the season after that, Bowling Green is on the Gophers schedule. So let's not hope that we have to sit and worry and fear seeing that name on the schedule once again. That but is the last thing we need. Some of the things that have changed. Before we get to the over-unders, before we get to the predictions, let's get your thoughts on some of the big changes happening for Minnesota. First off, Ethan Kelly McManus, Zach Evans, both hit the portal. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw that news? I was very surprised about the Ethan news. Um, Zach Evans, not necessarily, I wouldn't say surprised about it. I want, I, I mean, it's tough. You know, I definitely think he could have been successful here, but it's hard to tell a guy to be, you know, to stay somewhere where there's, you know, two other backs who are really good and, you know, show promise. I want everyone to get as much playing time as possible. And I want everyone to, right you know, have the opportunity to get as far as possible. So it sucks for us, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I hope you, 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 you know, you always wish him the most success. Um, Ethan, pretty shocked by, I don't know. You're the starting quarterback. You're the guy, but I don't know. Maybe it's the offense that he, you know, didn't want to be in or I don't know. I honestly, I was, I was very taken back by, you know, Yeah, no, I think it definitely caught a lot of folks off guard. And I think there's still, we'll never know the full situation of what Mm -hmm. happened there. There's a lot of things behind closed doors that we probably will never have the answers to, but it was definitely shocking. But also shifting the Gophers bring in two new quarterbacks from the transfer portal. But the one everybody is talking about is Max Brosmer from University of New Hampshire. Dude has thrown for over 3,000 yards in the FCS for back-to-back seasons. Walter Payton Award finalist, which is like the Heisman for the FCS. I'm surprised he's coming to Minnesota, but I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like anything we can do to fix this passing game, even if it's for one year, how are you feeling about that new transfer addition in Max Brosmer? I'm very excited. You know, it's it seems like a very good step up and almost like a win-win situation for a guy like that. You know, he gets the opportunity to move up a level and it's not like he's going, you know, some powerhouse in the Big Ten where, you know, he's competing with other people. It seems like a great situation for him. The offense, especially if he can, you know, if he's got 3,000 yards, you know, he obviously can, you know, read a defense and it seems like he's in a position where he's going to be able to take control and step up and be a leader right away. So I think it'll right. be a win-win for us too, where we have guys who are experienced on the team, but we're still pretty young. You know, even the guys coming back are, you know, younger cats. So it'll be good to have a, a guy who's played a while. I think it'll be a good fit. I, I really do. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you. I think we probably won't see a ton of pass attempts because we've learned the hard way. Even thinking we're going to get a lot of passing attempts, it just doesn't happen. But we might see more efficiency. And that's where the Gophers have been their best when that efficiency comes through. But speaking of players coming back, Dinkytown athletes held it down for player retention this offseason. Outside of Ethan and Zach Evans, you've got Darius Taylor coming back, Daniel Jackson coming back, which I was kind of nervous about that one. I'm not going to lie. And then on top of that, Justin Wally and so many key players back. How excited are you to see guys like Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson come back to Minnesota having heard about the NIL space and how everybody's getting paid to leave and all that? How does it feel to know they're going to be back for 2024? I love it. I mean, it, it shows a lot about their character as well, I think. And it's it's awesome. Dinkytown is is that you can tell they're making as many moves as they can. And it's it's awesome. Like anyone who's not a part of it should definitely look into joining and, and becoming a part because it's it's such a cool collective. And I just think with this this weird NIL space, like 
the the comments PJ made throughout the year when he was talking about, you know, NIL is going to make us, we kind of talked about it. I don't know if we were on camera or not, but it was a terrible time for him to make those comments right. after the losses. <laughs> like, don't say it now. Like, don't talk about it now. But part of it, he's not wrong. And if, if the collectives like this can't, you know, come up with some way to retain these athletes, then obviously, you know, some people are in situations where they got to go. So I think it's awesome what they're doing and we're able to retain those guys. So, and it shows a lot about them too, you know, that they want to stick around and even after a, you know, disappointing season can For sure. come back and make some moves. So absolutely. I'm hundred percent with you. And it feels like dinky town athletes is doing it right. Like they're doing it in a sustainable way, but they're also getting super creative. Like they've had the pizza pairing with seven at seventh Avenue pizza, where all the funds were going to it. They've had the parlor burgers at the stadium where all the money's going to it. They've had duck duck beer, which is going crazy and going everywhere right now. So they're thinking of ways to have more generalized consumption as well as intrigue for getting more members. I think they're doing it the right way. They're building a good foundation. And I would be at least in, or encouraged by how they're building that foundation. So hopefully we can continue to keep up. But the last question I want to ask you before we get to the predictions and all that is Joe Rossi. Joe Rossi's gone. How are your feelings about that departure? What do you hope Minnesota will do with the defensive coordinator position? Maybe not any names or anything like that, but what do you hope that they look for in a defensive coordinator? I... I, I can't say I was surprised. You know, we we kind of talked about it, you know, earlier in the season, you know, before things went south. But I wasn't necessarily surprised for sure. I don't I don't have any clue about where you go from here. I don't even know, you know, names that are out there, like as far as the coordinators go. Um, it, do you know, is it is it common that we haven't hired one yet? I kind of saw some some articles, some tweets about that. We haven't had a guy yet. Is that weird? I don't know. It, it can be. I mean, you've seen some people get aggressive, like Penn State, they lost both their coordinators and they've already hired two new coordinators. So it definitely the timing of it all, usually you want to get aggressive so you can go bring someone in right away and know what you're getting for these transfer portal kids that if you're going to try to sell them and how they're going to play defense, but you don't have a defense coordinator, how do you, how do you sell that? But I think with Coach Fleck in his his ways basically you know it's going to be at least similar style is what he's going to look for when it comes to making yeah. that hire but what coach flex said in the presser was basically that he wants to put his 100 attention into it when that time comes and right now he can't do that because the focus was recruiting and making sure they keep their guys committed koi parich is staying here and not going to ohio state then so the recruiting was all the focus him and his staff wanted to lock in there now the bowl game is all the focus and making sure that they do it right and they, they get the win and whatnot. Yep. As soon as that's done, I think they're going to turn their head directly to that defensive coordinator position. He talked about wanting to have a hire in that first week of January is his hope before the big coaching convention that happens. So I think what he had kind of hinted at was he will go and travel and he will go and sit down and actually meet with these guys face to face and make sure they are the right fit for the Gophers. So I'm excited about that, but I'm really hoping that it doesn't have to be someone with a connection with them. I hope they get aggressive with someone who's changing the landscape or doing something different yeah. that can help the gophers with all these new schools coming in that's going to be major for the gophers to be able to shut down some of these high-powered offenses is having an aggressive defensive coordinator that can make good adjustments so that's what i'm hoping for but we'll see sooner than later yeah i i agree with you definitely especially with playing playing those the new teams that are coming in it'll be nice to get somebody who with an outside perspective yeah i, I right. agree 100 percent 
Hopefully that's the route they go, but they could always hire internally as well. We will see what happens there, and we'll definitely keep you posted here at Locked on Golden Gophers. But it's time to jump into the predictions, which we're going to do next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time because it is the best ticketing app out there, in my opinion, and it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Now, they have a bunch of really cool features, including being able to see what your seat looks like and the view from your seat before you purchase any tickets. So you have a good idea of what you're getting yourself into. You don't have to worry you're going to show up and there's a pole in your face or anything like that. They definitely have you covered there with the view from your seat, but also the all-in prices feature is my absolute favorite because it shows you the total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Now you can go and download the Game Time app and get $20 off your first purchase by using promo code locked on college. Terms and conditions apply, but definitely lock in, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. All right, it's time for the final predictions episode. And guess what? We are actually tied in our predictions. So this is for all the marbles of the 2023 season. I love it. (laughs) We're locking in. We're going hard. And we're going to start it off with how many touchdowns does this Gophers offense score in the bowl game versus Bowling Green? I'll let you go first. I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, these it is hard. This is probably the hardest predictions we've had to do because who knows? Yeah, we don't um, really know what's happening. <laughs> we, we, we have no clue. I don't know. I don't know who's playing for Bowling Green and who's out. I know they have a stud cornerback who's not playing. Correct. Yeah, um, yep. he transferred Maryland. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say three touchdowns. All right, and I locked mine in. I locked mine in at two, so we're we're in okay. the same ballpark. I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game, but we'll see what happens. But I gotta know who's going to lead the team in tackles because I mean we don't know necessarily who's playing. I would go ahead and assume that Tyler Newbin's probably not going to play in this game. He might be more supportive if he is there with them. I haven't seen if he's even traveled with the team or not. But who do you have for the leader in tackles in this game? Leader in tackles is going to be. I'm trying to make sure I don't pick somebody who's transferred. We haven't had any huge <laughs> defensive transfers, have we? Uh, I don't think we've had too many big time. Yeah. A lot of Let's our that... Danny Strigal. Uh, yep, you're good. He's that's going to be board. my guy. That's, that's who I'm board. going with. That is your guy. <laughs> that, basically, that is your guy of the year. I'm going to go ahead and just I'm... Danny Strigal. I do have a soft spot for those D linemen, though. I do. Well, I'm going to go ahead and lock in Cody Lindenberg because I think that man is going to be playing, hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, he played in the Wisconsin game, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's still good to go. And I think he's going to lead the team in tackles. He tends to do that often. Jack Henderson is my kind of guy of the year, but I'm going with Cody Lindenberg. Now let's flip it to staying on the defense. Who gets a sack in this game? If anybody, you can even call that we don't get any sacks if that's what you're feeling. But who gets a sack if we do get one? Tyler Ball. Okay. That was the easiest one. Easiest one. Kristen said, today we're locking in my dudes. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> my guys. <laughs> I'm going to lock in Jod Joyner. I think that okay. he's locked in for next year, and so he's going to come out with a bang and show that next year he's going to terrorize 
the different offensive linemen yeah. in the next season. All right, two picks for this one. I'll go first. Who scores the first touchdown? And I'm going to go first because I gave you the first three picks on the last one, but also because I want to make sure to get Darius Taylor on the board for me. So we're rock- locking in Darius Taylor. Who are you feeling for your first pick on the first touchdown? Then I'll go ahead and take Daniel Jackson off the board. There it is. All right. Well, you kind of teed me up and I'm going to go ahead because I think this is going to be such a run heavy game that I'm also going to take Jordan Newman (laughs) just in case. And so I got that ground game covered and you get one more pick when it comes to first touchdown. Who you got? I'll take the other option in the ground game. That'll give me Cole Kramer. I think maybe he runs, rushes one in. It's a smart pick. I'm not going to lie. That was a clutch pick in there. All right, we're going to talk about offensive player of the game and defensive player of the game. I'm going to let you choose which one we do first and choose first on that one. So what are you doing, offensive or defensive, and who is your pick? Let me go offensive, and I'm going to go Cole Kramer. I think no one on this team knows this offense better than him. Like, there can't be anyone. He's been there for how long, and he has played. he's played in games, and I, nobody knows this offense like he does. I'm going with him. I think he's going to have a great game. Chalk, but also I have a good reasoning why it's Darius Taylor, <laughs> but Darius Taylor is a Michigan kid in this game is in Detroit oh, quick for field. So let me tell you if his family, his friends, his high school teammates, his coaches, if he's playing, they're going to be at this game. And I think he's playing. So they're all going to be there and he's going to be ready to show out and he's going to want to show out for the gopher fans too having not played since iowa he's going to be like i'm still him and this is my game this is why you're excited to have me back and darius taylor is going to run away with offensive player of the game and i didn't take into account that's dream come true game i didn't know it was a dream come <laughs> true game for him or field, home field <laughs> All right. So then defensive player, I'll lead the way. And I'm not going to go same old, same old with Cody. I'm going to go with my guy, Jack Henderson. I think he gets an interception in this game and it helps the Gophers. Who do you got for defensive player of the game? I was thinking Jack Henderson, but I am going to go Cody then. If you're not going to take him, I will. All right, then the final thing, two things, final two things. It's a little different because it's a bowl game, but we always have a bowl game MVP. So who is your call for this year's bowl game MVP? Last year, it was Coleman Bryson. Uh, I believe the year prior to that, it might have been Tyler Newbin. So it can be anybody, really. It can go any which direction. And I will let you pick first. Well, that I mean, I feel like it is usually. I feel like the last three years have been defensive guys. I feel like it's always a defensive guy. Um, give me. No, nah, I'll take I'll take DT then. I'll take him. <laughs> I was like, is he gonna leave it it's for me? Dream, it's a dream come true game. I didn't. I was unaware. <laughs> um. All right, then I will lock in with. I'm going to go with your gut. If you're saying Cole Kramer, he knows his offense better than anybody. This is his only start. So also a dream come true game for a guy that grew up in Green Prairie and was out here doing it. I'm not going to call Cole Kramer as my pick. I'm just going to say Cole Kramer is going to ball out. So I'll go with Daniel Jackson, who's Uh. come to prove a point. And with Bowling Green's best cornerback being out, I think he's going to find ways to torment them the entire game. Now, the thing that everybody wants to know, what is your score prediction for this bowl game? Oh, this has been, I kind of rattled around with this before we started. And I want to go, let me think in my brain here, 27 
14. Yes. All right. 27 so 14, I, I three touchdowns. Yeah. And Dragon, Dragon gets a couple. Okay. I like. I typed mine in before we got on here, and I said 23-16. So we're kind of in the same okay. ballpark. I've got Minnesota with the win, 23-16. Two touchdowns, and then Jurgon gets three field goals. I think the Gophers really try to milk that clock down. So we'll see, but hopefully the 5-7 and seven Gophers can finish with six wins on the season. Then it may look like we qualified for a bowl game because we exactly. had six wins at that point. And maybe it, it was good on paper. Lots of bowl game. But regardless, regardless, we got to get a dub to close out the season. Now we're going to talk over-unders to wrap this show up coming up next. All right, we're going to do this thing quick and easy. We're going to wrap it up and let the fans go because this is airing on Christmas. We recorded it slightly ahead of time, but we hope you have a great holiday season and the bowl game will be tomorrow where hopefully we walk away with the dub. But what are the total rushing yards over or under for Minnesota? Since I don't know how much they'll give Darius Taylor, how much they'll give Jordan Newbin, will anybody else get worked in there? Cole Kramer could rush as well. Total rush yards, I'm setting the line at one 69.5. So if you take the over, it's 170 or more. If you take the under, it's 169 or less. What are you feeling? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with your gut. Dream come true game. Over, over, over. All right. Well, I am with you on the over there, so no arguments from me. Now, number of receiving yards for Daniel Jackson, I've set it at 70.5. So do you think he'll get 71 yards or more, or do you think he'll get 70 yards or less? This is not a negative vibes, but I'm going to go under just because of I hope to win the pick. I want. I need some <laughs> Uh If I am going to pick Daniel Jackson as my bowl game MVP, I'm going to go ahead and hope that he gets more. So I'll take the over just to separate us there. Hopefully he has like 80 and a touchdown, but maybe even more. You know what? We're covering our bases here. We'll see what happens. I'll take the over. We've got four four left, four over-unders left. The first one is sacks for the Gophers. Do you think that they will get one and a half sacks? So two two or more is the over. One or less is the under. What are you feeling? Hammer that over. The dogs are going to be going today. on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I think that the Gophers kind of struggled a little bit in the back half of the season to create the pressure. I'm hoping they can find a way in this one, but I think maybe they only get one sack in this game and maybe they just continue to get three and outs, which could be glorious for this team to keep possession of the ball. The final three ones, the first one, total offensive yardage for Bowling Green. Now they've averaged 328 yards a game, but they're down both of their starting running backs. The starting running back who balled out broke his foot, and I don't believe he'll be playing in this game unless he has had some magic healing over the last few weeks. And then the backup backup hit the transfer portal, so he won't be with them. But they, I've set the line at 304.5 yards. So if you think they'll get 305 or more yards, that's the over. 304 or less is the under. Again, they averaged 328 on the season. I'm going to definitely go under um, just based off of those two running backs being out. I've I've struggled with this one, to be honest. I'm going to go with you on the under, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hit the over because 
I'm just unsure on what this defense is going to look like without Joe Rossi there to make adjustments. Now, I think they can maybe hold their own or whatever in that first half, but I feel like the second half is where things have either gone well or fell apart for the Gophers this season, and a lot of that comes from the adjustments Joe Rossi has made, so we'll see how it looks in this one. It'll definitely give us some insights on if the Gophers will look internally (laughs) or if they get struggle and blown out with Bowling Green when it comes to yardage and struggling on defense, then I definitely think they're going to look outside. I was going to say that fire might happen a lot faster. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The final two, the first one is number of turnovers forced by Bowling Green. So not by the Gophers, but Bowling Green forcing turnovers. I've set the line at one and a half. Uh, So two or more is the over one or less is the under. Now know this Bowling Green leads the entire country in turnovers. They were first in the nation in turnovers this season. They forced 27 turnovers, 11 fumbles, 16 interceptions. So how are you feeling over or under on this one? I don't love, I don't love that, but hearing it, I'm going over then. Unfortunately, Gophers will find a way to win, but I'll go over. I'm going to take the under because I think if they go over, I think the Gophers will lose this game. And I believe the Gophers are going to run away with this one. And I think that's the key. I think they're going to run away with this one. And I don't think that Darius Taylor or Jordan Newbin are going to fumble the ball, which means that the only type of turnovers I could see them having is interceptions or if they can force a fumble on the quarterback or somehow on special teams, which seems to happen every once in a while for us. Hopefully that's not the case. I'm taking the under. And so the Gophers can walk away with the dub for this one. The last thing I've got for us is the number of passing yards for the Gophers. I've set the line at 154.5. So the over is 155. Under is obviously 154 or less. How are you feeling for Cole Kramer? How many yards do you think he's going to have? I'm very excited for Cole Kramer. And so I'm going to go over. I think the line is right where it should be, but I'm I'm hoping he goes over. I think he's going to go over. They don't have that corner. We'll be good. I'm going to go under uh, just because I do think it's going to be a running game, but hopefully Cole Kramer has a good day. Hopefully he walks away with a win in his first start for the Gophers, and hopefully – we can end this year with a bang. But Tris and I appreciate you, as always, for joining us here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. And friends, don't worry about Brevin's man Ford won't be with the Gophers next year. So that means Tris is not showing up. That's not the case. My boy is always invited to be on this show. And if he wants to be here next year, he absolutely will be. Tristan, any final words for the Gophers fans this season? No, I appreciate you having me on. Um we we went through this year together. We're gonna to go through some more seasons together. I'm I'm down to come on whenever. So this is a blast. I appreciate you for for letting me do this. So let me get my hey, my takes sure. off. <laughs> hey, for sure. So that's it. You heard it here first. We're running it back in 2024. We're gonna be talking about UCLA, USC, and all those squads next year. And hopefully, we're talking about a Gophers team that is shocking the doubters and Max Brosmer balling out. We'll find out. You'll hear it here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Be sure to hit subscribe. We'll see you next time. Roll the boat, Sky. You might go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.